Welcome to the Life in Lawn Care podcast. We're your host, Jesse James. Interviews, industry leaders all the way down to the new business startups, also sharing stories of his own to help you with information, inspiration, all to motivate you with your life in lawn care. Now, let's get into the show. Here, this is Jesse James. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Life in Lawn Care podcast. Now, as you guys all know, I'm trying to get more, um, trying to get more consistent with, uh, trying to get more consistent with the episodes, trying to, trying to just do a lot better. I want to bring more content to it, but I'm not just wanting to just talk the nuts and the bolts and that's all good. That's all grits. That's all gravy. We all love that stuff, but we want to get, I want to get to know people and why they got into this business. The green industry is a huge business. A lot of people do it. Everybody starts from mowing their grandma's yard and, and, and everybody's into it. And Everybody out there in the world, they all think that they can do it, but no one actually makes it a legitimate legitimate business. So continuing with doing some interview podcasts and getting the behind the scenes on, on the business owners and what their mindset's like, because everybody's a little bit crazy. You kind of got to be a little bit crazy in order to actually pursue this business. So without further ado, we got DC Landscaping Services. Our friend Dustin, we've been following each other on, on the Instagrams and, and different things, met up at Brian's event. So Dustin, welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you, appreciate you setting this up. Oh, yeah, definitely been... Uh, Definitely been looking forward. We, we've been texting back all week. I've been, I've been slammed, bro, and, I, and I'm sure you have too. I mean, it's it is been crazy busy with leaf cleanups, and then uh, actually last night here, I'm in Waterford, Michigan, and we had a spurt snow come in, so we got about a maybe a, I would say a quarter of an inch. You know, I mean, it didn't stick on the pavement, but it kind of put a damper on cleanups for the day. Yeah, but uh, yeah. How much snow did snow you guys end up getting? Dude, just a little dusting. I mean, it probably snowed for a couple hours, you know what I mean? But it's been getting down there in the low teens. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say teens, but you know, low 30s at night, you know, in the 20s. So it's kind of getting to the point where it sticks a little bit. But we're, we're back at it tomorrow. We got we got a good list of cleanups to knock out. Yeah, I know. Back on it. I know how. I know exactly what it is because this morning, uh, whenever I was getting ready, it was really cold. And we had a, a really heavy frost. It, that, we had like, I wouldn't say snow, but it was a thick, thick frost. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and then today about 9 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock, just when we're getting really warmed up, everybody's loose and everybody, you know, working's going good. Now, we've been at it for about an hour or so, about, yeah, about 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then we had... Uh, a weird snow storm that like was like a, a hardcore dusting. It was a little bit different. So I know exactly what you're talking about. We called it early today and it just, it's right. just one of them things. I'm already running behind. I'm sure you guys are already behind. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just stressful, man. Like how far up is right. water? From? Uh, some from, well, we're only about a half an hour from where Brian was at. Okay. Um, a little bit more. It, it wasn't too far. Uh, yeah, we're not we're not too far from there. It's uh, right around. You might uh, I was gonna say you're in Ohio, so you probably haven't heard of it, but Clarkston, um, right around there. Mm. Uh, you probably heard of DTE Music Energy Theater. Okay, yeah, possibly. That's a, that's a big venue around here. Uh, yeah. I'm about five minutes away from that. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So your guys' weather is definitely definitely a little bit colder than ours. So you know exactly exactly what it is. Um, how long you been in business? What what's going on with you? So I've been in the industry, um, 
for a little over 10 years. I've been in business for myself going on just my third year. Okay, you worked, doing, uh, you worked for someone else then? I worked for another company. I'll tell you, the first, the first time I ever cut grass, I was 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, it was for a guy in my hometown. His name was Bill Wilder, and he had about a quarter of an acre, and I push mowed it, mm. and I absolutely hated every minute of it. Right. But it was, it was 30 bucks, and when you're 13 and you got $30, that's, yeah, that's, that $30 will last me all week going, going <laughs> by and pizza flips and candy and stuff in school. So that yeah. was kind of my, my one yard that kind of got me through the whole week. Yeah. But uh, I worked yeah. for another company for, uh, I, I think, right around eight or nine years and uh, finally broke off and just decided it was time to start my own thing. So what's uh what's kind of what's like your backstory then like if I didn't know you in, in in high school who who was you what what were you make what's your makeup? I I pretty much started out I was uh I played basketball but I was pretty much a party animal in high school. There you go. Growing up, I, I, I grew up in a one stop light town, so you're either you're either working on a farm or, or partying or both. Yeah, I know and, I know uh, the story. That's, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of how I grew up in the country and. You know, I, I love that. I'm very thankful for my upbringing, but I had to move away to better my life and, you know, just kind of get things right with myself and get away from the demons and, yeah. and enjoy and finally prosper a little bit, you know? Yeah, no no doubt. So when you when you was coming up through, I know exactly, people don't understand what it's like living in these small, like, farm towns. It's like, it's literally like you, you're, um, for at least for around here, it's like you're either a farmer or a factory worker, and that's about it. Like, there's no other yeah, options. Was, those were the only options. Yeah, those were the only options. There was a there was a stamping plant, a glass plant, and a Dean's Food dairy plant, and then everyone else around there was a, just a farmer. So that yeah. was, those were your career options if you stayed in the area. Yeah, no doubt. And what made you – you didn't want to jump into the factory life? You didn't want to pursue that kind of angle of it? Well, what happened was I graduated high school and uh, my parents had divorced. My dad lived down here in Waterford. My mom uh, moved us up north when I was a young kid. But I got a, a job opportunity to come down down here where I live now and do uh, be a laborer for a construction company. Okay. So I ended up doing that for four years, making pretty good money. But then, uh, then the market crashed. And basically, I walked into work one day, we finished a project, and he said, so I don't have anything set up for the next six to eight months. Um, good luck. You oh. know, and then that's basically, yeah, that's basically where I jumped in uh, working for another buddy of mine doing lawn care. It's the first time that's when I get started doing it kind of, it wasn't, I wouldn't say professional, but you know what I mean, he was kind of like the chuck in the truck uh, out, out there just cutting grass. So that's, that's kind of who I learned from. And then ended up you know, after one season with him, kind of venturing in and getting in with this other company was a little bit more professional. And, uh, I went up from there. I started out at $8 an hour and, uh, ended up when I left, I was, I was the top guy in the company. Wow. Yeah. When you was working with your buddy, well, even before that, like you said you got an opportunity to do some construction as labor stuff. Now was construction kind of something that you was looking into? Like, cause you can make a lot of money being a laborer and construct. I'm like a lot of money. Yeah, you can make a lot of money, but it wasn't, uh, I, I would say I wasn't happy doing it. You know what I mean? It was, it was okay for the money, but it wasn't, uh, it, I, I wouldn't say it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my calling. I wasn't, I was zero interest in it, to be honest with you. It was kind of at that time I was just walking through life and, you know what I mean? Kind of just in, in 
kind of common mode and just yeah. just basically yeah. existing, I would say. At yep. that time in my life, it just wasn't a career path for me. I know, I know what you're saying. And then, like, you ended up getting your call um, on uh, later on. Now, when you started working with your buddy, that was somewhat lightweight, the chuck in the truck kind of guy. Because there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people kind of run that down in like the YouTube, Instagram world. But like, we yeah. need we need yeah, those kind of guys. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He, he. I mean, I say it was chuck in the truck. We just wasn't a professional company, but right. we did probably we did. Uh, you know, we worked five days. We probably did right around 50 to 55 logs, you know what I mean? So yeah. he did decent money. He was paying me like 10 bucks about an hour. And at the time, I thought that was pretty good, you know, because I was getting paid cash. And, right. You know, I know, it, I know it, exactly. It, 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 it was sufficient. So it, once you started kind of learning the trade with your buddy there, is that kind of what put you the idea like, hey, if I go work for this other bigger company, I could really learn. Did you kind of already have the idea like, hey, I can scale this? Or was you the idea of like, I can become like a boss or a supervisor or a foreman? Where, where was your mindset at at that time? So when I, I worked a year with him and then at the end of the year, he didn't do snow or anything. So uh, he kind of, you know, we just talked and said, you know, you pick this up. I, I went from never really having to weed whip or, or mow the grass at home at all to working with him. He said, you know, you're the quickest one that I've known out of all my buddies that have worked with me to pick it up. You should think about doing it if you're, you know, you can make a decent amount of money if yeah. you work for a bigger company. So that's kind of what made me reach out. And, uh, you know, I, I actually took that winter off and then uh, reached out in the, in the spring and found found another job with a with a more professional company and that was the only other company that I was at until I started my own. That's awesome. So yeah, you said you worked there for oh, damn near a decade. Now when you was working yeah, there, was. was your goal to be was your goal just to be a foreman? You was making pretty decent cuz I know what I know the style of work you're talking about. Obviously, the green industry work, but but when you were in you're like a foreman or even a laborer for these bigger outfits, you could you carve out a comfortable living and looking looking at it, it's like there's that, that's a really good living. Obviously, you don't have to hit a time clock necessarily. You're outdoors all day. Did you kind of just want to stick right there and stay with it? The main thing was uh, so when I started there, I was I told you I, I was started out at eight dollars an hour. Yeah. I actually quit three times, and every single time, yeah, you know, I'm fed up with the way things are going. I'm overworked, underpaid. You know what I mean? Every, every time uh, I quit, he ended up giving me at least a dollar, dollar and a half raise. Okay. So I, I got that comfortability of you know gaining a relationship with him, starting out small. He kind of recognized that I wasn't just here for the for the kicks and to hang out, you know. And I wanted to show that leadership quality and and kept going. And I had a few buddies that worked at the same company, so we all kind of knew each other, you know. As most most law and crews do after working for so long, you become friends and you know each other. And you know, I mean, you interact in and out of work. Yeah. So that's kind of what I got comfortable with. And uh, yeah, it was just it, it was a great company to work for when I at the time yeah but when it, you're trying it, it to made grow. the most sense i was super super comfortable um and that's kind of that's it was coming out of my shell as a person that kind of made me think um that it was time to do my own thing i respect that man i respect that when you made that jump when you made that jump to decide hey this is i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to start my own business. Now, did you have any backlash from like your wife or your family or anything? Cause it's a hard decision to make. What, what was your mindset going into like, 
okay, I'm making my jump? Or did you kind of prepare for like a year or so? Or how'd you make that transition? I was honestly a little bit, um, a little bit prepared because okay. I kind of, my goal with that last company that I worked for and the way that I kind of made it out to him was he was getting up there in age and then probably like, you know, I'll stick it out with you, but in like five, maybe 10 years, I'll be able to take over the company oh. and, and keep sustaining it. But what happened was is that he didn't, uh, he just didn't want to reinvest in the company, all the mowers. You know, I'm trying to teach him at the time that we're driving 45 minutes for these $30 lawns to cut two of them and then 45 minutes back. That doesn't make sense. Just because you've cut those people forever, it doesn't make sense for you to do that. But yeah. to get back into your question um, about whether I wanted, I kind of so I kind of had that that idea that I was gonna was gonna go on my own that he wasn't gonna give me the dollar amount I wanted to stay. So I, over the winter, um, I kind of prepared a little bit. I had, you know, I, I, the mower that I started my company with was a two hundred and fifty dollars Skag walk behind. Oh, I love um, it. That I found that I found off Craigslist. No joke. I went and picked it up. Um, it, it, I think it was in the middle of December, and the thing was breathing on one lung. It literally was the biggest piece of crap. One of the one of the uh, the caster wheels was flat and completely locked up. And the guy goes, yeah, I've just been running over yards with it like that. I only got like five I cut on the weekends anyway. So, and, you know, and so I took that mower in about uh, about 500 bucks. I rebuilt the motor. I, I can, I'm mechanically inclined, so I can do that stuff myself. I've managed my own mowers. Yeah. Um, and uh, I put a couple good set of tires on it, good casters on it, uh, rebuilt the motor. And, uh, and painted it up real quick, and that's what we started with was was that mower. Man, and, that's uh, awesome. It, it served me good, but I was walking. Man, I'll tell you, that walk behind stuff ain't no joke. No, dude, look, hey, whenever I was first learning, because like, a lot of people know my story where I'm still new, breaking into the business. I'm learning every single day now, and, of course, everybody should. But whenever I was learning how to uh, ride a, zero, um, a walk behind last year, the beginning of spring, I thought, you know, I, I can do a zero turn. It's pretty much the same concept, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, no, it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it took, it took me a while. And I went, I told Mike Gunness, I don't think I've really told anybody else, but I went through a, um, a fence, one of them, just your average, whatever, the wood fences that's in people's yards. I was cutting a buddy. Oh yeah, I, know yeah. Oh, yeah, I was cutting my buddy's yard and, I just, for some reason, I hit a pot, or not a pothole, I hit a hole in the yard, and, like, I, I panicked, and instead of just letting go and letting the safeties kill the machine, I let go of the handles, but I held on, and I went straight through, and I was like, A, I was safe, but, like, I was scared, like, I, I thought, oh, God, this is going to cost me hundreds of dollars, of he didn't, like, he helped me fix it. I helped. It was just a whatever, but uh, I had to re right. I did re have to replace a section of it. But man, it was walk behinds are no joke. And then after I ran that walk behind for up about a solid month, month and a half or so, my forearms though, like my forearms was getting like looking like Popeye, bro. I was I, I was feeling yeah, my, I was yeah. feeling myself. Yeah, dude, that's what that's what I'm saying. They'll they'll work you. They'll build you the build up for sure. There's a like sitting around tooling around. That thing. You kind of got to manhandle it and kind of work with it. Even even the hydro ones will toss you around a little bit. Yeah, and that that was a hydro one. I never had the opportunity to run the belt drives, but you know it is oh. what it is. Do you still run that you machine? Thank God, there, brother. 
No, 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 no. I, uh, I, I all I did by basically my first year was kind of reinvest in the business. So I ran that for about half the year, and uh, and ended up buying a the mower that I actually still use now, which was a a forty eight inch Toro Z Master uh, oh. rider, and that's what I got now. And we actually uh, the very same year. I bought, I mean, I'll tell you a couple of the year one problems. I've, I've only always used used equipment. I've never bought brand new right. other than my handheld right. stuff. I'm finally getting to the point where if one breaks down, you know what I mean? I can, if it's totally detonated, I can't fix it. I'm okay with going and just buying a brand new one because I know it's a, it's a five-year investment. You know oh, what I mean? That, that, it might 100. seem like a little bit of an upfront cost now, but it's going to last me five years, so. If I deduct that cost over five years, it's really not paying that much. Right. So uh, I end up using, uh, I got a, what are, what are we talking about? I got a 48-inch zero turn, and I got a 60-inch X mark that we run daily. slowly just kept going. I've had, uh, I've had a Skag. I've had, uh, I actually used a Dixon. I've used a Craftsman. I've used so many small mowers, but we just kept, you know, finally chugging away and, and getting it built up a little bit to where I could uh could get some pretty decent commercial grade equipment and uh we're going in and killing it. Yeah. I'm pretty man. proud of what we what we achieved. Yeah, that's awesome. So how long have you been in business now? So this will be my third year. Okay. Uh and then in the spring will will be the start of the fourth. I started in I, I gave my two weeks notice, uh April first. Oh and wow. and never looked back. I I did the honorable thing, I never took any of his customers, and I did get him up and running for the year, and then I just went off and did my own thing. That's awesome. Are you married? Uh, not married. I have been with, uh, I got three kids and have been with the same same young lady for uh, going on 10 years now, so we're pretty pretty much married at this point. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm I'm not married either, but I say wife, but yeah, everybody knows how it is. I, I just that, Yeah, that's how it is. That's the wife. I, we're not... It's not legal, but she she's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. So how how do you feel as being a father? Like you was just a regular employee. Now you're transitioning to a business owner. Um, obviously, the business aspect is probably slowing down inside your mind. But we work really long hours, and people outside the industry and maybe up and comers that are listening to this podcast, maybe they don't technically understand, or they don't have a family yet, or even you know whatever. As a father and as and as a husband, how do you how is your relation? Is it is it like was it rough in the beginning or like did you guys both have like a, a like an understanding that like I'm go- for seven to nine months I'm gonna be sun up to sundown I'm gone. Brother, it was totally rough the first the first year. It was it was crazy. I I, I was able to uh, to scrounge up enough business where we were busy five to six days out of the week just cutting grass. And then, uh, you know, I, I told her we're going to, for the first couple of years, I'm going to have to miss, miss some things. You know what I mean? But yeah. in the long run, it'll be worth it. And, you know, I, I missed a couple of first days of school and I got to work, you know, some of the birthday and, you know, if we have plans, I got to work a Saturday while the ballet and stuff like that. But, um, I have a pretty good, pretty good chick, man. She's, she takes care of me and, uh, I take care of her and we're, we're a good team. You know, she's, She's my rock, that's for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man, because, like, uh, 
the reason why I ask is a lot of people don't think about it. Maybe a lot of people who don't think about it necessarily don't have families because whenever I was breaking into the business, I mean, I, I was watching YouTube videos and stuff a little bit before I started doing my own thing. And like I started my YouTube channel and stuff right as soon as I pretty much started my business. And that's something I didn't consider. And that first year, me and Kayla just had like a it was it was a really hard transition going from punching a clock and and having so many hours in the day and like but now as soon as I got home I was working on the business or I was editing videos and I'd be gone from sun up to sundown and me and her had a really hard time. So anybody out there in podcast land or in YouTube land, whatever, if if you're in business or maybe you're going into business and have a family or we're gonna start a family what me and Kayla did is we just sat down and we just talked um, throughout the middle of this spring and like it, it got stressful and, and and maybe me and work any tips for some, some of the guys that's maybe uh, starting a family. The main thing is communication. Communication is everything, and uh, it, it helps so much. If I and I've had times where you have a bad day and you don't want to come home and you don't want to you know put that on them and tell them, but. Sometimes that's what they're there for, and it's vice versa when you have a have a family, you know what I mean? It's, you're not just a solo operation. Even if you're just going out there cutting you have a bad day, you know, you got to remember that they got a life too, and they're, they're just, you know, you got to work together. Communicating is, is pretty much everything. I'll tell you, uh, year one, I didn't really communicate that well with my girl, and she's just seeing me. I'm working 100 hours, you know, yeah. I mean, just all over the place, and she's not – She's not seeing the benefit of it. She's not seeing the nicer equipment. She's not seeing the, you know, what I mean, nicer vehicles, nothing like that. Which I still don't. I, I still am not all the way where I want to be. But, um, you know, now we're finally getting the, uh, family-wise, I'm finally at the point now where I can take time right. and uh, still accomplish right. what I have. But I can be there for my kids if one of them needs to go to the doctor or, you know, what I mean, I appreciate what she's done. She held down the fort. Now I can finally help out a little bit if she starts her own venture and it's a uh, it's definitely family is key man uh, there, there's nothing better than than having and, and working all the time seeing the joy that i can bring my kids what i can afford to get her my daughter is seven i bought her a, a little four-wheeler this year and oh. just seeing her face on it you know what i mean I, luckily like i said I'm, I'm mechanically inclined so i bought it a little beat up and used and and put a little bit of time into it but i got to run like a top and this little girl's face when she's riding it, man, it's priceless. That's yeah, it awesome. It means everything to me. Yeah. Man, that's what that I love was, to that hear. Was kind of, uh, that's the benefit of being in, in the business by yourself. You can kind of, I know, I know there's times where everybody's like, you gotta, gotta be out there grinding and getting it, you know, all the time, all the time, but don't forget what you're doing it for. You know I mean, that's kind of one of the main things that you gotta think yes. about is you're doing it for something other than the money. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta appreciate the things. Don't get, don't get too busy uh, trying to make a life that you forget to have a life. Dude, I 100% agree. And I, everything you just said there, I 100%, 1,000% back you. And I, I feel like this is a topic of, of, of fatherhood and and. and that the reason why we get in this business is to not only grow our own bank account, but grow our family's bank account, not necessarily our family, but our extended family as well, because we become leaders, not just for us as men, but we become leaders for our community and our extended family and our immediate family. And I just think a lot of people kind of overlook it or it, it's not highlighted enough on the YouTube side, because that's the reason we start 
business is to become better fathers, become better men, become become a beacon for people to look up to, become that leader to where the youngsters that are around us, maybe in our neighborhood or young nieces and nephews, you know, we, we can show them a way of prosperity to where they can break the chains of poverty, break the chains of, they don't have to just hit a time clock and they don't have to be miserable. They can chase and goals and dreams and be something that's more you know, they can be something do something that's more than than just chasing somebody else's dream they can they can be better yeah 100 100 agree brother yeah 100 agree that's awesome so what, what do you where do you kind of see your where, where's your business going what's kind of your goals what, what you got coming up in the future so so my uh we're actually hoping i'm hoping to make my first purchase of a brand new mower um, in the spring after, after we get cleanups in and, and get back rolling. But as far as future vision for my company, um, and this is, this is the truth. When I started, I always thought, man, that, that having that million dollar company would be just kick ass. You know what I mean? It'd be, it'd be yeah, awesome to have yeah. that million dollar company and going out and chasing it and working the 60, 70 hours a week. It wasn't, uh, it, it kind of burned me out a little bit. And it kind of made me rethink what I wanted and what I what I was working towards. And uh, I, I believe the vision that I have for my company is probably going to be um, me sending out about two to three crews mm. max. I would really like to just keep it keep it small. I service two crews, doing somewhere between uh, 150 and 200 customers a week, and uh, and enjoying life, but providing a good life also those guys that are going to work for me. I got the one guy um, who's been with me since the beginning, Charlie. Uh, I love him to death. He is, he's became one of my best friends and, and not just business, but life. And, uh, and I'll take care of that guy for the rest of his life. I want to do that with a few other guys. You know what I mean? Um, building it up, building up another crew is probably the goal for next year where I can kind of bust away. I'll have enough equipment that I can kind of go and cut maybe five to 10 lawns myself, put my main guy in a leadership role and kind of mentor him to be a leader, not just a follower. And then, and then eventually build off of that and, and hire a third guy or a fourth guy and, uh, and have two full fledged crews going roughly cutting 80 lawns a week would be cool. So you stick mostly residential lawns and you don't do a lot of commercial. I don't do a lot of commercial only because uh, where I'm at, there's a, there's a lot of landscape companies where I'm at. It's kind of suburbia. Um, you know, I mean, the lawns, I'm typically in and out in 15 minutes, and I'm charging anywhere from 35 to, to 45. So I'm getting good profit margins on them. We normally bang out um, with my route density that I've been working my ass off to achieve. Um, we normally bust out between four and five lawns an hour. Um, so it's, it's pretty decent. And uh, every commercial property that I've ever tried to get has basically, I bid it for the time I think I'm valued at. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they accept 20, 30 bids. They always choose the, the cheapest guys. So I, I take it if they come to me and I say, you know, this is obviously my price. If you, I've never, I don't just venture out and try to achieve the commercial work, though. So. I'd rather have the the personal build up with the customer that is out there seeing me every week and and is very appreciative of the hard work that I'm actually putting in rather than a large company that I never actually see 
the owner. I do have some commercial accounts, you know what I mean? But those people kind of reached out to me and I accept, I set my price and explained my work, uh, my workload and what I was going to do for them. And, you know, we all got our price. We got to know our value. We got to know our worth. Yeah. That's just, that's just number, I don't want to say number one rule, but it's definitely up there in top five is know your worth. You know what I mean? Make sure you're getting paid what you're worth. And, uh, that's just what I don't like about commercial work most of the time. Yeah. It can be different on some scales, but for the majority of the time, I've found that they try to go with the cheapest bid, and yeah. it's just not, not fun for me trying to undercut other people, you know? I No, dude, I definitely understand. I'm kind of sticking with commercial. Well, the reason... Yeah, I totally understand. My goal... Well, in a geographic couple, is everything. Yeah, geographic is everything. Yeah, so I, I know say. kind of about where you're at. Yep, and that's exactly what I was going to say. So it's like for people out there listening, it's like you just got to work because you can get, you're going to get way higher profit margins doing residential and you're going to deal with people who are going to fit you because you probably already identified the clientele that you want to work with and who wants to work with you. You know what I mean? So it's like you kind of got it dialed in. And if you're geographical like me, because I want to stay close, you know, but in I got a five-year goal to where when that four or five year mark comes around, my goal is to not have any commercial and be locked in a couple of different neighborhoods. I, I got three neighborhoods that I'm looking at right now. And if I can get 15 to 20 in these certain neighborhoods, that's going to grow from there. And that's my goal. But like, like you said, route density and knowing your worth, it's, it's key to it. And another key thing is, is confidence too. And it sounds like you had a, you have confidence with, with your business and you know what you want, you know, where you're going to go. Was it like that right away? Or did you kind of like, did you struggle with talking to, um, did you struggle talking, trying to sell jobs and, 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 and different things like that? I definitely struggled in the beginning because it was something that wasn't new to me or it was something that was completely 100% new to me. I didn't ever have to sell jobs for that that other company. I just kind of came in, you know what I mean? And that I got used to just dealing with, you know, Bob that would just wave at you and you wave back that you never have that conversation. Now, um, and it made me uncomfortable too in the beginning is, uh, and I would hate, when people would call me or be ignoring the phone calls and sending them text messages back, you know what I mean? Oh, um, so yeah. it, it took me a minute, honestly, to come out of my shell, brother. It was, it was, uh, it took me a while. I, I was not confident. And, and I just, to, to be honest with you, it was mostly email and corresponding with people over the internet that kind of, I brought most of my customers to, right. uh, on board with, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't easy to get to this point. I no. now I'm able to go out and you know what I mean. I go on bid jobs. I'm able to kind of. I don't want to say I'm high for my market value. I don't want to say I'm low. I want to say I'm right. I'm very confident with my price that I'm I'm giving you a good value for what you're about to pay. But when I go out and I talk to these people, I already have my price that I need to to, to know in my mind of what I need to pay after five minutes of looking on the on the lawn. Yeah. So then I got to spend the next 10 minutes telling them why they're going to pay me that amount. Yeah. And if, yeah, ex- exactly. And if you go in there just bumbling and stumbling over your words and, and not knowing what you're doing, they're going to look and be like, yeah, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to pay a little bit more, go with the next guy. And I'm going to have complete assure. I'm going to have complete assurance that the job's going to get done on a timely weekly manner. And I'm not going to have to worry about nothing. So confidence is, well, key. is true. confidence is key. This is true story. What just happened to me, uh, I just picked up a condo 
um, for lawn next year, which is going to be a pretty awesome. It's going to be right around a, it's, it's not very big, but it's going to be about a $13,000 contract for me. Um, That's good. But That's really the good. reason that I got the job over the last guy was because when I was walking around with the property manager, he said I was out of five people that went and did the job. I was the only one walking around making suggestions on how oh. to make the place look better. Okay. So yeah, you weren't just, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's something that I'm, I'm probably going to, uh, cause I usually stay super quiet and sometimes I make suggestions and sometimes I just keep my reservations to myself, but there is that happy medium to where, like what you, like what you said, uh, just kind of making suggestions because the goal is to make the property look better. And if they feel like you're passionate about their property, it, it's a fit. It's a fit. They'll, they'll know that if you're talking all this stuff here about, I'm talking, I'm not talking big things like we need to, we need to spend a bunch of money here. I'm talking, <laughs> okay, I see their, I see their shrubs. Well, we should trim your shrubs this way because they'll look a little bit better. You know what I mean? I'm, little small details are, are kind of not normal, just regular stuff that you would normally do anyways out of, you know what I mean? Um, out of your know-how and your quality that you want to provide where you can say, well, I can I could tell on the property the last company was kind of lacking on these things, and uh, you know I mean not to put down other people's work or anything, but there was a lot of areas in the whipping that were kind of burnt out because yeah. you knew they didn't just didn't want to do it every week, and uh, there's just little, a bunch of little things that I kind of pointed out to them and said, hey, you know, they're doing this wrong. Uh, you kind of want that to match your cut height there, you know? You can tell they're burning it down. They, it was just part of their mulch you know what i mean and they were unhappy with the company but right i uh i sold them on basically just kind of adding suggestions that were things that i was already going to do if i got it anyway hey there you go that that's what it's all about what do you think uh, you mentioned something right before we go in and close you mentioned something a couple of times that where i've kind of been rolling around in my head and you and you talked about friends and having friends work for you um and different things what do you think about having buddies work for you versus you know, you know what I mean? Versus having someone work for you that you don't know and you build that relationship as, do you have any reservations about that? Or are you pro uh, or you see my question? I would say, yeah, I know your question. I would say, uh, I would say it's hit or miss to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and you can't let the, uh, you can't let the business end your friendship. When we got into this, he, he actually worked with the other company for me. and oh. came aboard when I went. So we, we already kind of worked together. And, uh, and had that mentality of when we're, um, when we're at work, we're there to work. If I'm, if I'm telling you to do it this way, it's because it's the most efficient way, not because I'm telling you that you're doing it wrong. Um, but that's how that is. And then on the same, so that worked out great. He knew I wasn't yelling at him. I'm trying to make him better. And he understands that. So me and my guy's relationship is not. Um, I would say typical with, with, you know, the common guy hiring his buddy that's going to come and, and weed whip for him. Right. Um, yeah. we, we, we both take this business as a professional manner and that's, that's one of the key reasons I'm going to take care of him. Yeah. Um, in the, in the long run is because he has that mental, he has that ability to know I'm not, I'm not there to screw him. He's, and we're there to provide a service. We want to do a good job. We yeah. want to go home. We want to provide for our families. That's the main thing. Yeah, and um, you already were, 
Well, and you guys worked together at another company before, so you already knew his work ethic. He already knows this line of business, and you guys are friends, so it's like you have similar goals and similar interests, and you know that he can cut it through the 95-degree weeks in a row. So, yeah, but uh, go ahead, go ahead. But as far as 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 hiring other buddies, I I personally, like I said, I worked with him at this other company. I know know his work ethic. I know what he was about as far as many of my other friends. I probably wouldn't um, bring them aboard, in all honesty, because friendship and business, it, it does work sometimes, but in the long run, it, most of my friends don't have that, uh, don't have that entrepreneur, basically, uh, attitude or effort. They just kind of would look at it as, I'm making more money off of them, not, not the opposite way around that I'm providing them with an income. You know what I mean? They would look at the main dollar amount and, and trying to look, and not that I would tell them, you know what I mean? But um, that's why I, I, I'm against hiring. Like, if I have a buddy that I hang out with every Friday night, if I need you for, for a day, you know what I mean? Sure, but as a, as a dominant thing, you'd have to have that conversation with them that our friendship, when we, when we got in that truck, them lower, mowers are, are loaded, when we go to work, that's when our friendship stops. And this is boss mode. This is a serious, serious business. Minutes are dollars. That's what I. That's what I try to tell them, my guy. Like every every minute we're out here and you're doing something a little bit different. If you're double walking this, you're going this way. That's costing me about fifty cents. Yeah. So this is what you know. So I I wouldn't personally bring friendship too too many friends into business with you. Um, you can you can become a certain friendship with your employees, but they gotta you gotta make sure that that is the notice when we're there to work. We are there to work. There's no bullshit about it. When we get out of work, we can go hang out. We can go have a beer, whatever. But when we come to work, we're there to get the job done in a timely manner, in a profitable manner, and make sure that you know our customers, our clients, are taken care of. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree, and uh, I got no disagreements there. I, I've kind of come across that bridge where we're like working, working with buddies, hiring buddies, but usually it's just to have that that guy weed whipping. And give us one second right. here. We're gonna we're gonna take a a, a real quick. Real quick break, and uh, we'll be right back into it. A great value out of today's episode of the Life in Lawn Care podcast. Please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave your five-star rating and review. Really helps us out, helps us grow the show. So now let's get back into today's episode with Jesse James. And big thanks to Mike Gunn from uh, Lawn Care Community Podcast. And it, Hey, yeah, Mike, that like Mike that. Gunn's a that Mike Gunn's a good guy. I mean, he done some voiceover work, and uh, you was on his podcast, and I kind of co-hosted it with him. And man, man, that's it. He's a he's that's a he's a good I got, dude. I got him solid dude. For sure. Was you that know, your first? Get them vibe off of people that right. are just like you know they get them vibe. Man. That guy's a sincere guy. I like him. Yeah. Would you, have you ever uh, been to the Entrepreneur Academy before last week? So that was my that was my first year going and. Uh, I'll tell you what, it was, it, I, I don't know what was the better part as far as like speakers or kind of just networking with people and being around a bunch of guys that are, are so positive and in the same kind of mindset as you, the same, you know, everybody's got a little bit different business model on what they're trying to achieve, but having everybody there that was, you know what I mean, a bunch of guys off of Instagram and YouTube that I follow and uh, being around some of those guys is pretty awesome. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I enjoy going to the events. Yeah, like you can take different things from them. But for me, um, networking, I was able to meet you, meet a couple other guys. I'm trying to grow my digital company as well. I, I definitely enjoy the enjoy them. Vince, are you planning on going next year? Oh, dude, I was ready to buy a ticket the, the five minutes after I left there. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely be going back next year. That's that's worth every bit of it. If you want to invest, uh, you want to invest in your future. I suggest buying a ticket. I I definitely agree, and that's Brian's event, the Entrepreneur Academy. Hey, and today's today's sponsor today's show is sponsored by QuickBooks. QuickBooks is uh it's a CRM that helps you out whether it's profit and loss. Uh, it does profit and loss, uh, online invoices, uh, online estimates. Um, it helps you run your business. It's their intro. And I I keep for the way I run my business is I, I use my business card. I file my taxes on. Well, actually, my wife files the taxes on uh, on, yeah, on yeah, TurboTax, yeah. so it's super easy. I use QuickBooks, and even 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 for for you, Dustin. If you don't use QuickBooks, that's, that's what I use. I use yeah, QuickBooks actually. You, you should. Yeah, yeah, use it's been, I'll, I'll tell you what. It took a year one. I didn't use any CRM. I just kind of winged it because I didn't know anything about it. And QuickBooks literally made my business run so much more functional. It, it, it was amazing as far as all the different things that you can do with QuickBooks invoicing estimates. Um, you know, it, it serves as, as my CRM. It's, it's beautiful. All my all my customers' information is at my fingertips. Oh, I, I, I love it. it. Yeah, inboarding, inboarding new clients, all of it. I use QuickBooks, and, and at the show notes below, there's a link for QuickBooks, 55% off your first three months with QuickBooks. I use it. DC's landscaping services use it. Hey, and it, it helped me out, helps Dustin out. Definitely appreciate. It. Hey, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, what's your what? Plug all your socials and uh, let everybody know where they can find you at. So uh, we're on we're on Facebook at DC Landscaping Services and Instagram at DC Landscaping Services two four eight. Two four eight. Those are the main ones. I'm very very. Um, I, I post at least once a day, but normally we try to, to keep the keep the posts coming and and get you to see inside life. Eventually, I'm going to start a YouTube channel i wish i would on year you know year one and and put those hardships out there but we're gonna start a youtube channel i'm just getting ready to put some things together over the winter and uh and get that started up in the spring so yeah dude when you're starting i think it's so important the new medium today and we're and we're about to close it out but the new mediums today is obviously the social medias you got to it's, it's like it's so important for SEO purposes just to be found. But like when you're starting your business, might as well document your journey along with it. I mean, it's it's a little bit more work, but I, I I've met so many people along the way, and I just the I've learned so much from other people to where I've I've eliminated years of struggle, years of stress, years of failure just by meeting other people and and starting uh and start my business. So I'm really looking start my digital business. So I'm really looking forward to your, um, your YouTube channel. Whenever you get it started, I follow you on, on the Instagrams, which is great. And that's, uh, uh, what'd you say that was DC landscapings two, four, eight. Yes, DC Landscaping Services 248 on Instagram. Services 248. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate everybody. Hit all Anytime, the brother. Anytime. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit all the buttons, hit the five-star review. Leave a positive review, the five stars. Leave all of it. Go over and check them out on uh, Yeah, all that good stuff. We'll see you guys. Appreciate everybody for joining the show. Later, guys. <laughs>